Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek, and you're not. 916-633-1537, Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com, Ratchet Book Club on Twitter, Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. Chapter 20, Major's Bum Ass. Man, I was desperate to get my hands on some tabs and some perks. It's just, this is the first sentence. In this chapter, like, nigga, you fiending out. Like, this is not going to be good. I'm just guessing. Okay, let's go. I have been without for two days, and I can start to feel withdrawal symptoms already. To cope, I was smoking cigarettes back to back. Major, can you at least go out on the back patio? Angie complained. Is Angie the white girl? That's got to be the snow bunny. I mean, I'm not saying that's a snow bunny name, but everybody else in this book was given names like Tia and... Charmaine and shit, so yeah, I'm thinking that's the white girl. I ignored her, but asked, did you ask your sister if she had anything? She said no. Angie turned her attention to her dog. Come on, Smoochie, you ready to eat? Yep, that's a white woman. Ain't nobody naming a damn dog Smoochie. Black folks give their dogs real fucking names. It ain't no spot or... Rex, the only way we're not naming our dog a real fucking name is if this is 1990 and you're a fucking drug kingpin and you want to scare people and then you have a Rottweiler named Uzi and another pit bull named Drive-By. That's the only way you're not naming your dog a real ass name. Otherwise, your dog's name is something like Covington or Alicia or my, my brother's friend had the nerd to name his dog the same name of my daughter. And now when I see him, we going to talk. I mean, I know it's a good ass name. I named her, but still, you know, it's a principality of the matter, homie. I don't want you to be calling your dog and my daughter looks up and then you laughing and then I got to punch you in the throat. There's rules to this game. Also, am I the asshole for trying to make my brother's friend change his dog's name? Like, how hard is it to change a dog's name? My aunt, uh, great aunt, when she got hands on our dog because we had to move and the place we were moving to uh, didn't accept dogs. Plus, he attacked a mailman. His name was Uzi. Um, but when she got him, she changed his name to Freeway, which, A, took a lot of fucking work to get the nigga to respond to the name Freeway, and B, how the fuck you coming with the name Freeway anyway? I mean, all praise is due to the rapper, but still, how the fuck? What the fuck is an 84-year-old woman doing thinking of, you know what I'm going to name this dog? Freeway, because if you fuck with me, little nigga, guess where you going to end up at? Freeway, nigga. I will throw you out the goddamn window. People are so proud to say they talk to their dogs like humans. And that's really just... <laughs> that's really their way of saying, I treat my dog like shit. <laughs> nigga, if you don't shut the fuck up... <laughs> nigga, shut the fuck up back there. Ain't nobody looking at your ass. That's how you talk to your dog like it's a human. I know what's up. Freeway. Fucking smoochy. Fuck that damn dog, I said angrily. A nigga hungry and you ain't bothered to feed me. <laughs> oh, this nigga, at least he's consistent. Oh, man. He's scratching at the door just like Smoochie. I asked you what you wanted, she said annoyed but kept her voice soft. 
No, you didn't. I looked down at my phone to see Tia had texted me. I got six from Shantae. I did, Major. I even said, let's go to Wendy's. I don't want no Wendy's. But don't worry about it. I gotta go. I grabbed my keys off the coffee table. Angie looked disappointed. I took off today to take care of you, Major. I'll be back, little mama. I got some shit to take care of. I walked out before she could say anything more. I hopped in my car just as Kelly was calling. I answered through my car's Bluetooth. What's up, baby? Hey, baby, she said sweetly. You know why I'm calling. Oh, shit. She was bugging the hell out of me about this apartment shit. Oh, so Kelly's the white one. Angie? The homely old one? That has a house? I don't fucking know. Anyway. I asked Bricks about the apartment and he said he would look into it, but that was a couple of weeks ago. Kelly had already started interviewing with a few places. Let me call you back. I'm finna call his ass real quick. I hung up with her and dialed Bricks. What up? He answered. Nigga, what's up with the apartment? Why aren't you at work? He threw back. I told Travel wasn't feeling good. He ain't tell you? Yeah, but I want to know what's wrong with your ass. A nigga's stomach fucked up, B. When you think he'll be back? Shit, I don't know. Hopefully by Thursday. So, you finna miss three days of work and you ask me about an apartment. You know you still gotta pay rent, right? I ain't letting motherfuckers live up in my shit for free. I'm in this to make money, not give the shit away. I rolled my eyes because he got on my nerves always little boy and a nigga. But I felt him though, and I had to respect it. Yeah, nigga, I know. I just need some medicine in my system and I'll be straight. By medicine, you mean perks and shit? Here this nigga go. Nigga, he right! Why you mad? Why, why, why do y'all get mad when we write? You know when I know I'm right? The way I know I'm right is when a nigga go, wow. That's the indicator right there. You ain't got to stutter. You ain't got to get mad. You ain't got to try to end the conversation. All you got to do is say three simple letters for a long ass time. Wow. We're really talking about this? Yep, not anymore though, because I already know. You ate my fucking candy. You ate it. You ate my Twix and I saw you do it. And I came in and I looked at you and I was like, the fuck you doing with my Twix in your hand? And all you said was, wow. You had the rappers right there in front of you, fam. Wow. Nigga, who ate my Pop-Tarts? Was it you? Wow. You really just think I'm going to eat your Pop-Tarts? Yeah. Yeah, you got crumbs on your mouth. Crumb face ass nigga? Wow. You gonna talk to your mom like that? Yeah, B. You know anybody who got some? You reach out to Soup yet? He's already looking. Travis may have some. How come you ain't asked him? But you need to try and get off that shit though. Your ass is going through withdrawals, ain't you? Why are you acting like he really cared though? This nigga didn't give a fuck about my life and what I did with it. Losing my patience with his agon ass, I asked, The apartment, B. Is this for you or some little gal you fucking with? You nosy as fuck. You ain't trying to be with Tia and the kids? Yeah, I'm still with Tia, but come on, B. You know how shit is. I got this little gal in need a place ASAP. It's really me doing her a favor. And little mama pregnant. She need this place bad. Bricks gas. Pregnant? Your ass got another bitch pregnant? I didn't say that. My daddy didn't need to be all in my business like that. At least not until I had everything figured out and I needed his help with some shit. She's a friend, B, and I'm just trying to help Gal out. Okay, nigga, I was just asking. So, since she's a friend and the apartment's for her, she'll be paying the full amount of rent. And it's only a two-bedroom. It ain't all fancy like the townhouse. It's over there on Amethyst behind Walmart on South Pearl. You know what I'm talking about? Let me think. I... No one place that had nice houses behind a Walmart. Other than that, if you went behind a Walmart at night, you are going to get shot. 
shit. If you inside of Walmart at night, you gonna get shot. These white folks ain't playing around. They, they come into Walmart strapped up like they trying to prove a point and then slip on a fucking pencil and shoot everybody in the fucking room. And then walk out like, wow. Y'all niggas really didn't think I was gonna do that, huh? I was still stuck on a full rent amount. Cut gal some slack like you did Tia. Cut her some slack? Those apartments don't go for that much over there in that area. The full rent there is about the same as what Tia's paying at the townhouse. Yeah, but Pops, Tia in a whole three bedroom, and look where it's at, I argued. Ain't this girl just a friend, though? Bricks asked. I blew out air in frustration. So how much the rent gonna be then? It's a thousand something. I gotta get the exact amount for my ring. Damn, she can't pay eight? He got quiet on me, so I assumed he was thinking about it. He finally said, I want to say a tenant just moved out or about to. Between now and whenever they do, if you go over there and get it ready, plus take your ass to work like you're supposed to and do some other after-hour shit I need done, she can get it for eight. Damn, B, why you gotta work me like that? Yes or no, nigga, Bricks asked. Shit, Kelly needed that place. I wanted her to have it, too, because I wouldn't have to travel to Oaktown all the time, and I could show T I was trying to do shit better. Wait, what? Like, the scary part about this book is the fact that she's obviously writing about life experiences or somebody that she know. And niggas, y'all gotta... Oh, my God. Wipe your ass because y'all niggas full of shit. Like, this is horrible. Oh my god, if this wasn't a comedy, I don't know what to call it no more. This could work to my benefit. Alright, I'll do it. Yeah, that's what I thought, lying ass nigga. Talking about she just a friend. Nigga, get off my phone. I laughed when he hung up. I called Kelly back to tell her the good news. It was official. She was going to start getting stuff in order over the next few weeks. Hearing how happy that made Kelly lifted my mood a little bit. I was looking forward to chilling and laying up with Tia now. I reached the townhouses and turned into the main entrance. You know, sometimes I'm a transformer. Because when I'm driving home, sometimes I turn into a driveway. As I was coming up, an escalator was coming down going towards the exit. I slowed down and so did it so we would align. The window came down and I let mine down too. Bricks greeted coolly. What's up, thug? Nigga, we was just on the phone. What you doing over here? Are you forgetting all this shit, mine? Damn, that shit do be slipping my mind. But why are you over here, though? Minding my business. I swear if he wasn't my daddy, I'd fire on his ass. Was you at my house? I had to drop off some shit Charmaine wanted to rain the boys I have. Is that okay, nigga? Plus, I had to take some pictures of the property on some insurance shit. Like you told me, don't be at my house when I am here, I said playfully. You better stay your ass in the car. Fuck you, nigga. I do what the fuck I want, he said before he pulled off. Tia hadn't given me a real reason not to trust her, so I wasn't tripping. And I didn't think she'd be that low down to fuck with my daddy. But I also knew that Tia was my daddy's type. He had Charmaine, but I knew if he wanted to, he'd have him plenty of bitches on the side, and going after Tia wouldn't be excluded from his pickings. I let myself in the house, and the shopping bags on the couch immediately caught my attention. I guess Bricks wasn't lying. Tia walked around the corner from the kitchen, wiping her hands on her shirt. She looked like she had been eating something. What you eating on? Some crab, she answered a little too happily. When you get that? Um, when you left? She rolled her eyes at me. So, you said fuck me, huh? No, it's just when I asked if you can get me some since you were leaving, you said nah, so I went and got myself some. What'd you get me to eat? <laughs> Nothing. She turned back around and went to the kitchen. I followed her in there and saw she had a big ass seafood boil on the table. She didn't even bother to fix her a separate plate of the shit. She was eating it straight from the bag. I saw the six pills laying on the table, too. I grabbed them up, popping three in my mouth right then and chewing them up. Tia screwed her face up in disgust. How can you do that? I grabbed a can of Coke from the refrigerator and noticed there was a box of cupcakes on the counter. 
Damn, little greedy. You went and bought some cupcakes, too? She shrugged as she wrestled with her crab cluster. Slow down, Tia. She laughed but didn't stop cracking her crab legs. The next thing I noticed was a box next to her seafood boil. I examined it without picking it up. It was one of those ring video doorbell units. I asked, where'd you get this? Oh, your daddy gave it to me. Yeah, he gave it to her, all right. She replied. He also dropped off some clothes and stuff for the kids. Yeah, I just passed his ass when I was pulling in. <laughs> when you were pulling in, he was pulling out. <laughs> that nigga got your girl. But why he getting shit like this? She half shrugged. I don't know, but he said we need to be safe. I knew she had asked me about getting one of those little systems, but I never got around to doing it. Actually, I had no plans to do it. If she wanted the shit, she would have to get it herself. But it was mighty funny how she had been asking me for one, and now somehow my daddy of all people coincidentally dropped one off. Let me find out you telling other niggas you want shit. <laughs> this is awful. This is the best. I said to her, what are you talking about, Major? You heard me. My woman don't go to another nigga about shit. You hear me? But you don't get her shit, fam. You don't. You, you literally don't even give her money to pay the rent. She chuckled, shaking her head. Okay, Major, whatever. Ain't no whatever. He don't need to be giving you shit like that. Major, he's just being a caring person. He's still a man. The nigga might start expecting shit in return. Y'all want an honest story? Like, honestly. I used to think the same way. Like, real talk. And you hear my beloved wife laughing in the background because she know. I used to think this same way. Like, oh, yeah, nah. You niggas, niggas all want the same thing. Niggas want all this shit. <laughs> niggas don't. I don't trust niggas. I trust you just fine, but I don't trust niggas. So, don't be around them niggas. Don't you trust them new niggas over there. That was me. Like, when I was 26. 28. 28. Yeah, 28. You know what stopped it? I grew the fuck up and stopped worrying about shit. Like, for Major to be... Okay, so. Major is on some other shit because he out there cheating. I was out there insecure because I'm ugly. <laughs> I was out there insecure because, honestly, I'd never been married before. And I'd never been in love like this before. Everybody says they've never been in love like this every single time they get into a relationship, right? So that's some bullshit. I was just insecure, basically. I was trying to help it. I couldn't help it. I was insecure. And I was like, don't be asking other niggas. Don't, I don't trust them niggas. They're going to want something to return. And then you know what happened? I hopped on fucking social media and made relationships with like 50 million other women. And they were all platonic as fuck. Like... Why the fuck am I worried about my wife talking to a guy from wherever when I'm talking to 50 women on social media about setting up podcasts and shit? So I just, it, and you know what? Now that I say it out loud, it actually sounds really, it, it, it doesn't actually sound, it is really bad that until I hopped into a situation, I didn't see her circumstances. Until I went through something, I didn't want to see where she was coming from. And that's me. That's a me thing. Like, going forward from that point on, I strived to see other people's circumstances before I saw my own. I strived to see what they were going through before I had to go through it in order to see it. You know what I'm saying? So when somebody told me something, it was just like, okay. And it got to the point where I got so calmed out that now I can't even get mad over shit. I tried. I can't get mad over shit. Somebody ate my Twix just now while I was reading this book. I can't get mad over shit. I could just laugh because in my circumstances, if they had some good candy, some actual good stuff in their possession, I'd probably eat their candy too. But they don't. All they have are fucking Reese's Pieces, which is literally peanut butter wrapped in a hard shell. That shit's gross. Y'all niggas want to eat peanut butter all day long with a candy shell and think y'all doing something different. Knock yourselves the fuck out. That's a candy I will not fuck with right next to Abba Zabba's and 
uh, paydays. That's too many nuts. Also, when I was younger, I didn't eat Snickers. When I was like 28, I was like, I don't eat Snickers because I don't eat nuts. I thought I was gangster. This bag that I got sitting right next to me now, though, about halfway full of Snickers. I'm about to fuck these motherfuckers up. I might lick the nuts, too. That's growth. She laughed under her breath. The fuck's so funny? You. She hopped up from her chair and went to the sink to wash her hands. Smiling, she turned to me. What do you want to eat? I had taken some wing dog because that's what the kids wanted. It won't take long if I throw them in the air fryer. What air fryer? That was another thing she had been talking about wanting but never got. She pointed to a big black motherfucker on the counter. You ain't noticed that? I've been having that. Nah, I ain't noticed it. And that shit don't look like it's cheap. She grinned proudly. It's a ninja. It does everything. I made that steak on there the other night. You just don't remember seeing me use it. It don't do everything, y'all. Don't be fooled by no motherfucking air fryer. If she cooked the steak in there, then that shit was tough. And there was grease all up in the bottom. When we first got our air fryer, we were so fucking excited. We threw hamburgers in that bitch. And the grease cleanup scarred me for life. I'm good. Some things don't need to go on an air fryer. But chicken wings, yes, can definitely be done. My wife does it all the time. I don't. But she does. And they're good. I guess I need to stay my ass home some more because everything was slipping past me. Well, I'm finna go lay down. Tell slickhead ass Shantae thanks for the pills. I need to get my hands on some more though because that ain't gonna be enough. Okay, she said and started pulling food out the refrigerator. I walked back in the living room and plopped down on the sofa. Seeing the shopping bags, I snatched them up to take a look inside. Yeah, Bricks and Charmaine hooked them up, Rain and the boys. I wasn't mad at them because that was less pressure on me to have to get them shit. Waiting on Tia, I texted a few females in between trying to watch TV. I reached out to Charmaine also. Me, thanks for the stuff. Charmaine, three question marks. Me, the kids clothes. Charmaine, huh? Why didn't she know what the hell I was talking about? I took a picture of the bag and some of the stuff inside. I sent it to her. Me. B just dropped it off. So you didn't get this with them? Charmaine. Oh yeah. They like it? Whew. I was about to call foul play. Me. Yeah. Charmaine. By the way, Nika said she got 35 of those for you. Me. Bet. I need ASAP. Charmaine. I'll grab them. We can meet up later. Me. Bet. That just made my motherfucking day. Tia walked in the living room and sat down in the love seat. Who you texting? Nobody. See, I can't say it normally if it's just the one word. Whew, shout out to my cousin. Nobody. See, I just did it. That's wild. Didn't take much. Wow. Nigga, you lying to yourself. Nobody, I answered. I exited my message and pulled up YouTube. I just seen you texting. I ain't texting nobody. I flipped my phone around for her to see. She looked at it briefly and then turned her attention to the TV. Why you over there? Come over here and rub on a nigga or something. You know I don't feel good, bae. Reluctantly, she got up and situated herself on the sofa with me. I stretched out and laid my head in her lap. Her hands automatically went to my head and started massaging it. Damn, this feel good, I said. Yep, I bet. No, I mean... This with us. This feels good. We ain't arguing or nothing. And I love it when you loving on a nigga. And that's because I'm tired of arguing. Me too. I just want us to be happy with no outside interference. Nigga, you the one with 50, 11 women. Like, what? Well, Major, you the one to bring the outside in and disrupt what we could have. Yeah, and I admit I've been wrong. We both got shit that we need to rectify, though. It ain't just me. She groaned. You can't never just own your shit without pointing a finger, huh? What you mean? Nothing, she mumbled. She then asked, And what about that whole situation with your mama? Look, I can respect Dina, but she gotta show me the same. I can't have her still talking crazy to me. I talked to her ass about that. I know it seemed like I was taking up for her, but... Shit, that's my mama. You know what I'm saying? It's my dukes till the end. 
Ain't nobody going to have my back like she will. And there lies the problem. I had your back and would have you back till the end, but you can't keep treating me like I don't matter to you. If we're going to be in a relationship, then you got to look at me as your partner. Me over everybody else. That's not including your kids. I understand what she's saying, but that's my mama. But still, I told her about her ass too. She said she'll do better. Y'all got to get along for rain and hell for me too. I wanted to make Tia happy. I did. But for whatever reason, I couldn't seem to get out of my own way at the moment. I just didn't feel good and maybe it was a pill taking her toll on me. Maybe it was affecting my behavior. Impulsively, I blurted out, Hey, let's get married. Like, for real, let's just do this shit. You really want to get married, Major? She asked. I wouldn't have given you that ring if I didn't want to, Tia. Damn. She was aggravated. She held her hand out to look at the ring I had given her last week. It wasn't the final ring or anything. Besides, I wasn't trying to spend a whole lot of money just yet. It was sterling silver with a white sapphire in the middle, surrounded by smaller white sapphires. Of course, we had been at odds right before I placed it in the kitchen cabinet for her to find. It made her smile when she laid eyes on it, which made me smile. I realized at that moment that a nigga loved that feeling. I told her then that we could work through our issues still. But that was to show my intentions were to make her my wife one day. We can't even get along for a whole week, she pointed out. We can, I countered. That's your ass to want to be arguing and shit. She chuckled softly. You call it arguing, but I say I'm simply expressing how I feel about shit that I don't like. And what's that, Tia? You know. I sighed. Okay, we finna fix all that. Just be patient with a nigga, okay? I have, and now, like, last month things really seemed messed up. But since I got to move, my head's been a lot clearer. I don't know why, but it seemed like I just needed a new environment, a do-over. School's going good. I feel good, and I want to continue to feel good, Major. And it's been a while since I felt this way. I just want to be the best me I can be for myself and my kids, and I can't have you or nobody else ruining that for me. I sat up and looked at her. So what you trying to say? With certainty, she said. I'm saying I'm at a point where I want to maintain this happiness with or without you. I'm over being patient. I don't want a year from now to get here and we're still having these same stale-ass conversations about you fitting to do better. So basically, you're saying I gotta get my shit together for real or we're done. Is that it? She lowered her eyes and she said, We're already done. You just haven't accepted it. And because your daddy's a landlord here, you feel like you rightfully belong here. At this point, your stuff's just here and we're roommates. I wasn't even gonna validate that stupid shit with a response. But it broke my heart when she tugged the ring off and offered it to me. I got up and said straightforward, I think you need to go find your goddamn mind because on God, you done lost a motherfucker. Fuck you mean. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's hella funny. <laughs> Chapter 21, Tia. Are you in love with me? The question pulled me from my thoughts and I slowly turned to face bricks. His expression appeared earnest. His eyes searched my face almost with desperation. There was a yearning there that I couldn't pretend didn't exist. I knew this man was in love with me, and I hated that I felt the same. But up until now, neither one of us had brought up love. Before answering, I considered how my response would evoke certain emotions. If nothing was ever going to develop from all the sneaking around we were doing, then why discuss love? I had been avoiding the topic on purpose, because it was something I was afraid of. Over the past few weeks, my life had been going in many directions. Not all of it bad whatsoever. I think the only bad was the ups and downs I experienced with Major. I refused to let him get me down, though. Looking forward to seeing Bricks had a lot to do with my emotional state. Before, I would be downtrodden and wouldn't be okay until Major came to me making promises to do better. Trapped in an endless roller coaster of emotions. Bricks gave me a little time to dwell on where I stood with Major. He kept my happy place filled to the rim. All I had to do was mention something, big or small. He would show up or ask me to come meet him to get whatever it was. He was definitely winning me over. My days were busy now. I spent Monday through Thursday in school for five hours. 
Since classes ended around the same time Rain got out of school, rather than rush through traffic, I enrolled her in aftercare. My grandma still insisted on picking her up for me, so I took advantage of that little window of time and would meet up with Bricks at one of his spots. He was always feeding me too. Like two horny high school kids, we'll fuck, eat, and talk until it was time for me to go home or if I had an evening client. Of course, if Major had to unexpectedly run to Oaktown, Bricks would come over. A few times, Taj came downstairs while he was there. Thank God we were only talking. Taj never once questioned Bricks being there. He spoke to Mr. B and kept it pushing. He said that he liked Mr. B, but I think it was all the Roblox and Fortnite gift cards that Bricks gave him this way, Taj. I turned my head away and looked up at the ceiling as we lay side by side in bed. I don't know. I mean, I love how you make me feel. So, is that a no? I shrugged. Is it because of Major? Is it because of Major what? That you can't fall in love with me. He reached over and grabbed my left hand, toying with the ring Major had given me. Is it this shit? I held up my hand and said indifferently, This means nothing. Matter of fact, I need to take this shit off. You had taken this shit off. Why you put it back on? Was that just to prove a point? Like, also, wedding rings. Weddings! expensive and unnecessary people i'm gonna tell you again and this is as a caterer y'all ain't gotta do that shit spend all that money like forty thousand dollars ten thousand dollars twelve thousand dollars forty thousand dollars is probably the highest one i've heard for a wedding so other niggas can celebrate your union instead use that money Put a down payment on the house, a really good down payment on the house, when the you know market gets better. Take the rest of that money, fly to wherever you want to do your honeymoon, and ball the fuck out. Do you know what you could do in some of these countries with like $35,000? I mean, other than get robbed and shot. Y'all need to be careful out in them streets. But still, save your fucking money. And rings? Okay. Jewelry. I, I don't do jewelry. But as far as rings go, I was always like, you know what? I'm going to tell folks how, how front about my wife because she's like my best friend. You don't need to see the ring on the finger. I'm going to tell you about the ring around my heart. Ooh, bars. Bricks asked, then what is it? What is what? I asked with feigned confusion. Bricks grew annoyed. You're killing me with this dumb act. Tia, you know what the fuck I'm asking. Stop playing with me. I mocked. You, why are you so aggressive? He blew air in frustration and turned his back to me. I chuckled, turned to snuggle up against his back. I threw my arm and leg over him, holding him tight. What difference does it make, I asked. I guess it don't, he mumbled. Then why'd you ask? You right, my mistake. He was killing me with this hurt tone in his voice. I asked him, are you in love with me? He completely ignored the question by asking, what time do you want me to come through to get the kids? I guess around six. That'll give me enough time to get them home and get their stuff together, I answered. You got hair to do this weekend? Yeah, three heads. In a less than enthusiastic tone, he said, that's what's up. I chuckled. You are like your son, you know that? Sure. He sat up on the side of the bed, grabbing his phone off the nightstand. I turned over and grabbed my phone. I guess he was done talking to me with his pouty ass. Men killed me. I had a message from my ex, Marcus. We still on for Sunday? That reminded me to follow up with Major. When I went to text him, I saw that I had an unread message from an unsaved number that came 30 minutes before. I guess I missed it being the bricks had my legs in the air at that time. Tutu coming over tonight. Tutu? The only Tutu I knew of was Major's son. It was funny how I knew Tutu, and we had developed a relationship that didn't exist with me and Little Major. I had only spoke to Little Major over Major's messenger. I hadn't even met the boy's mama. It was as if Major kept us separated on purpose, and what I didn't particularly like was Major handled them delicately as to not ruffle any feathers, but he stayed ruffling mine and neglecting the other kids. I sent the reply. Who is this? Unknown. Who you think? I got another phone. Save this number. Major's ass. I was confused. I texted back. Why you get another phone? Major. Other one broke. I shook my head. How you get it? 
Major. W-Y-M. Me. With what money? Major. Mine. Me. Well, since you got money, I need you to pay your storage fee. Major. What storage fee? Me. For your shit at my house. Major. You got jokes. Me. Tutu coming over for real? Major. Yeah. What? He didn't mention his son coming over this weekend until now. Did this mean he'd be home all weekend? I texted Major back. Your daddy was getting the kids tonight. Major. Why you just now responding though? Me. Didn't see it. Major. Taj going with him? I asked Bricks. Did you know about Tutu coming over this weekend? Tutu? My grandson? Yeah. Major said he was coming over tonight. I'm telling him you're picking up the kids this weekend. Bricks responded. I'll get him too. Shit. It don't matter. Me. You and your daddy worked that out. I got three heads this weekend. Major. Bet. Major. How much bread you got? I rolled my eyes in exasperation. Me. None. Major. How much bread you fitting to make? <laughs> uh, me. None. Major. Let me hold 300. I switched back to Marcus. I'll be there. I felt Briggs getting up. When I turned to face him, he was already walking to the bathroom. He really was in his little feelings. I found it to be comical. Not in a malicious way because I cared about how he felt. I wasn't trying to hurt him. I was only protecting me. Yes, I knew that starting this whole little sneaky link thing carried risks. But I was trying my best to stay in control. When I heard the shower running, I decided to get up and join him. He didn't react when I opened the shower door and stepped in. He just let the water pour down on him. This particular rental of his hadn't been listed yet. He actually just closed on it two weeks ago. It was hardly furnished, but in the meantime of it getting a few upgrades, we were using it as a regular getaway spot. It was a quaint two-bedroom, one-bath house in a quiet neighborhood in Bloodstone. It was perfect for spending time together. After moving around in silence, I proceeded to clean myself up. Seconds later, he had my loofah soaked up with my body wash and offered to wash my back. I obliged. This was such a turn on for me. At some point, he put the loofah away and was just using his hands. It felt so intimate. The circular motion of his hands were so tender and loving. His arms wrapped around me, grasping my breasts in his palms. He began to squeeze gently and stroke my nipples as he placed delicate kisses on my neck. Though he wasn't fully pressed against me, I could still feel the slight brush of his dick against my ass as it hardened. I knew it was only a matter of seconds before he had me bent over with my hands against the shower wall and crying out in rapturous tongues. Usually, he was a talker invoking me to answer questions in the midst of euphoric bliss. But, besides his grunts and groans, he remained quiet while I made all the noise. I exploded, trembling all over, followed by his sporadic movements as he too released with a rumbling, throaty groan. He gripped me aggressively and roughly squeezed my breasts. I held him as he held me from behind, panting wildly. Overcome with emotion, I allowed my touch to say the things I wanted to say out loud. I guess I was afraid to say them because then I would have to face the truth. My truth. I was terribly, madly in love with the man I had no business being with. I'll be crucified and scrutinized. I just wasn't ready to deal with the headache that it would bring out once it all came around. If it ever came around. Later that night, when it was just me and Major at my townhome, I fell asleep on the couch. I thought I was dreaming when I felt my hand being lifted. I snapped out of my slumber to see Major beside me with my phone in his hand. What are you doing? I asked and reached for my phone. With his head cocked to the side, looking at me with furrowed brows, he moved my phone out of my reach. It suddenly dawned on me that he had taken my phone from my hand and was trying to hold it up to my face to unlock it. This nigga. I asked again, this time fully awake and irritated. What are you doing? Who the fuck you dreaming about? What are you talking about? I reached for my phone again. Here we go with this damn game again. It was called Keep the Phone Away from Tia. What nigga you dreaming about? He interrogated angrily. You saying other motherfuckers' names and shit in your sleep. Even got your bitch ass moaning. I found this comical and giggled. <laughs> what? 
Moaning? What's funny? His face remained cold. Unlock your phone. You unlock yours and give it to me. Who the fuck you been fucking with, Tia? Who the fuck is Brody? I ain't been talking to anybody. And Brody? I don't know a Brody, I replied. A flicker of rage crossed his eyes, causing me to cower. I wasn't moaning or talking in my sleep. I don't do that. So can you, um, can you move? Before I could react, Major clasped my neck in a vicious vice grip, pinning me against the couch. I grasped at his hands as I struggled to breathe. Bitch, didn't I tell your ass don't play with me? He brought his face close to mine and stared at me with raging eyes. I struggled to speak as my eyes began to water. I'll fuck you up, Tia. On oh, God, don't play with me. I swung on him, hoping it would get him off me or at least loosen his hold. It seemed like the more I fought, the tighter he squeezed. I started to panic because I could feel myself losing consciousness. I guess he saw it was going too far and decided to release me. I'm sick of your bitch ass. He threw my phone at me. Still feeling faint, I hopped up both infuriated and frightened and got as far from him as possible. I'm calling the police. You ain't doing a bitch ass thing, he got up lunging for me. I ran to the half bath, slamming the door behind me. He banged on the door. Open the motherfucking door, Tia. With my hands shaking, I dialed Dina. Why the fuck would you call his mama? Like, she don't give a fuck. Like, this whole thing is so fucking awful. And in panic, you call the person who's aligned with him the most, I guess, in hopes that, he, that she would call him and calm him down. But seriously, go through on your threat and call the police. Like, he's put hands on you. He's yelling at you. He's threatening you. He's being overly aggressive. Call the cops. That's the safe way to go about it. Call the police right now. But you won't. You won't. Though I threatened him with the police rationally, I knew that was the last thing he needed. But he put his hands on me and I shouldn't care. I simply didn't possess the defiance it would take to go against him or the sympathy I held for him. Dina groggily answered the phone as Major continued cursing and tried getting in the bathroom. Hello? Dina, you need to tell your son to leave me the fuck alone before he go to jail. I yelled so he could hear me. What are y'all doing over there now? He choked me. What did you do? See, that's what happens when you call somebody who's not on your side. Like, that's not your ally. You knew it wasn't your ally. Why the fuck would you call her? Also, that's the worst thing you could ask a victim. What did you do? What did you do to cause this? What did you do? How'd this come about? What did you do to make him mad? What did you do to do this, that, and the third? If you've ever asked somebody that question, what I want you to do is look at a wall, back up about seven feet, run towards that wall full speed, and run into a face first. And when you tell me about how you're hurting and everything, let me ask you, what did you do? You had to do something to cause it. Those bruises ain't going to cause themselves. That's literally the lowest of the low. And you knew she was going to say something. I knew she was going to say something like that. Maybe it's because I'm on the outside looking in, reading the book. Damn, Simone, this is heartbreaking. You knew what you were doing when you wrote it. You knew what you were doing. That's one thing. <laughs> that infuriated me even more. I hung up on her. I dialed Major's other parent because, shit, I was afraid and I felt like I could go to him for protection. He didn't answer, though. I tried again. Hello? It was Charmaine. Now I could hear Major on the other side sound like he was talking to someone on his phone. Probably Dina. He growled with a punch to the door. I don't give a fuck. That bitch playing and on God, I'm about to kick her ass. Every punch he made to the door caused me to jump. Hello? Tia? You alright? No. Where's Bricks? His son over here choking me and shit and I'm finna send his ass to jail. He what? She sounded genuinely shocked. Her voice became distant as I heard her saying, Babe, babe, Tia's on the phone. She said Major put his hands on her. Major shouted, What you calling that nigga for? What the fuck he gonna do? You need to open this? Nah, mama, fuck her. Then leave, I yelled. Bricks came on the phone and simply said, I'm on my way. Major started kicking the door. You bet not fuck up this door, I warned. Fuck this door. I went back and forth with him for what felt like an eternity. 
By the time Dina arrived, the door was tearing from the bottom hinge while I tried to use my weight to keep it from busting in on me. She tried to talk some sense into him. Boy, leave that girl alone. She ain't worth you going back to prison for. She think a nigga stupid, I heard him say. So what? Let her think it. All I know is I don't want my baby going back to prison over some foolishness. That's her. That's why I been told you to bring your ass on over to my house. These girls gonna get you messed up, Major. You said all she do... Oh, hey, Bricks. They got you dealing with this mess, too? Nigga, what you doing over here? I can hear the harshness and hostility in Bricks' voice. Why you over here, though? Major questioned Bricks. I finally opened the door and stepped out into the hall. Bricks glanced my way. What's the shit about you putting your hands on Tia? I spoke up meekly. And he damaged his door. Bricks' brow raised. And you tearing my shit up? Man, go head on, B. Major dismissed. Nah, ain't no go head on. Nigga, you want to fight somebody, fight me. Because putting your hands on women is something we don't do, nigga. Bricks walked upon him until they were inches apart. Bricks' body language dared Major to do something stupid. We don't put our hands on women, nigga. Surprisingly, Major shrunk in his stance and diverted his focus elsewhere. I didn't put my hands on her like that, B. Well, what you do for her to be calling us at 11 at fucking night, Bricks demanded to know. He choked me, I spoke up. It wasn't even like that, Major said, sucking his teeth. She overreacting and exaggerating shit. Bricks walked in my direction to inspect me, and for a second, I thought he was going to touch me. I think you realized it too, and asked, You okay? I nodded and averted my eyes. The way he was looking at me made me nervous like he was about to let our secret be known, but not on purpose. I could see the emotion in his eyes and knew he simply wanted to protect me. He glared at Major. If bruises show up on her, I'm kicking your ass. And why are you over here destroying shit? I'll fix it, Major said. I was tripping about how his tone had changed. You goddamn right you're going to fix the shit, Bricks spat. Dina spoke. Bricks, you know our son ain't no woman beater. He don't go around hitting on women. You need to be asking her what she do to him because he ain't just going to act crazy for no reason. You don't know your son then, huh, Dina? Bricks retorted. I do, which is why I know she started this shit with him. She cut her eyes at me. She stay arguing with this boy. I argued, no, I do not. It's just he do shit or say shit to me and expect me to be quiet and take it. And when I don't, he call it arguing. Fuck him. Major got instantly vexed. Fuck me, huh? I stared at him defiantly. He scoffed. You got that, Tia. Dina said, go on and get your stuff and come to my house. Cool off. Cutting his eyes at me, Major headed upstairs. Brick said, Dina, stop doing that. She looked confused. Doing what? Taking up for him when he on some bullshit. He's my son, she said firmly. Maybe you should start coming to his defense your damn self, Bricks. He always talking about how you ain't never on his side when he come to anything. First of all, that shit ain't true. I'm there for my kids when they're doing what's right, but I ain't supporting dumb shit, Bricks explained. And when he's wrong, he's wrong. How did it make you feel when that nigga used to go upside your head and his family justified the shit? I'm guessing they're talking about somebody in a previous relationship. Like... I know Major wasn't going up against his own mama's head. Like, this ain't no Maury Povich shit. Wait, no, that wasn't Maury. What show was that where they have the um, Army General fake drill instructor nigga come out there and be like, You want to be mean to your mama? Do 10 push-ups, nigga. One, two. You going to be mean to her still? I'm going to yell at you till you be nice to her. Because that's the way that you show folks the yelling and hurting people are wrong is to yell and hurt them. Do push-ups as punishment, and I'm a yell, and I'm a yell. Now hug your mama. Hug her, nigga. Hug her close. Now hug me, too, because I deserve that shit. I'm not really a drill instructor. I'm just an actor. My name's Claude. That wasn't Morty. That was Montel. That was Montel Williams. Yep, that was that nigga. Bald head ass. This is how we do it, ass nigga. This is how we... Y'all knew what I was going to do. Being reminded of her past caused Dina to lower her eyes in shame. She said, It wasn't the same. Me and her ain't the same. 
I wasn't provoking the nigga to put his hands on me. But she do. She fuck with Major all the time. No, I don't, I said in defense. I was asleep on the couch and he started with me. Talking about me moaning in my sleep and saying another nigga's name. Dina raised an eyebrow and inquired, Well, did you? Did I what? Say another nigga's name. I realized Briggs was waiting on me to answer too. I shrugged. The hell if I know. I don't even remember dreaming. How are you going to hold that against me? I was asleep. Dina looked at Briggs as if everything was justified. See what I'm saying? Briggs released a heavy sigh. He asked me, Are you going to feel safe? I nodded. As long as he don't bring his ass back here. Major came back downstairs to this carry-on on his PlayStation console. <laughs> this nigga a big-ass baby. This nigga literally packing up his PlayStation like he going on a sleepover and shit. You know who packed their PlayStation when they moved out of my house and didn't take nothing else? Took, uh, took clothes and took their PlayStation. My son. Do you know how old my son is? He's fucking 19. There's a difference. I wish you would take all of his shit. Not, not my son. We're back to the book now. I love my son without consideration. But you know what? I wouldn't stand for him. Like We've had long, extensive talks. The rule is, if you and your significant other start having problems and y'all break up or anything happens, you need to treat them with the same respect that you treated them with when you were pursuing them. After the relationship was over. That doesn't mean you need to like be like. Oh baby be mine. All that kind of shit. Just treat them with respect. Treat them nicely. Niggas be on that whole. Fuck that bitch shit. Once they break up. Like nah don't be like that. Y'all ain't got to talk. But be cordial. Like you ain't got to be cutting your eyes. And motherfuckers. I never understood that shit. Motherfuckers break up. And become enemies for years. Know all your stuff. There were people at my job. Look. So. I used to work at this office that I can't say out loud because they might still work there and I ain't trying to get sued. But anyway, there was a husband and wife who worked in the same office in the same branch in the same building. Worked together for like maybe 15 years. It was cute. One day, they pop up and tell everybody they're getting divorced because all their friends are at fucking work. Also, they got all the same fucking friends. Or they did until the wife pulled all their friends' cars to how her husband liked to have his prostate massage while they were having sex. How he liked to have anal beads in his butthole and how he liked to get uh, plugs put in his ass. Which is all fine. Like, if that's what you want to do, do you. Like, whatever your preferences are to get you off, that's what gets you off. But she told everybody in the office about how this nigga liked to get fucked in the ass by her with a strap on. And he's the fucking manager. How does that work? Who the fuck is going to respect him now when your wife is sitting over there talking shit about you? That's fucked up. She should have lost her job. I don't know if she lost her job. She should have. Because that shit is horrible and that's why i quit my job before i asked my wife to go on a date with me i mean i had another one lined up already i mean i don't fucking just leave a job before you get a job that's just fucking stupid that's macking backwards what the fuck was i supposed to do then like hey baby you want to go out with me by the way i'm at like major because i ain't got no fucking job i left the job to show you how committed i am to being with your ass no the fuck i would not like what i had gotten a better job my nigga Lost the job because, you know, a white person said I called them nigga. I didn't call them nigga. I was just walking down the hallway singing a song and they might have thought they heard the word nigga, but I didn't say nigga out loud. I ain't stupid. I was I was 24 or 25 at the time. I wasn't stupid. I was childish. There's a difference when I say nigga out loud around white people. Like y'all niggas. Y'all niggas is different. You remember this shit, Tia? He said to me. You gonna call my mama and my daddy getting them in our shit. You remember why I had to. I rebutted. I, he scoffed as he headed to the door. Wait, Brick said. He held his hand out. Give me the key. I don't trust you not to come back over here fucking with her. Major grimaced. Damn, nigga. You act like she your motherfucking daughter and I'm just some nigga. Major, I'm trying to look out for your stupid ass too. 
Because next time she have to call about you putting your hands on her, I ain't coming over here. I'm going to tell her to call the police on your ass, Bricks told him. He did a give him here motion with his outstretched hand. You serious? Major asked in disbelief. What do these niggas be hearing when people talk to them? I still don't understand that. Like, what do y'all hear? What words go through your ears when we're talking and laying out exactly what's going on in the circumstance at hand? What do you hear? Dina said, just give him the key and leave this girl alone. Because if she called the police, I'm going to be pissed the fuck off. Reluctantly, Major removed the key to the townhouse and handed it over to Briggs. Dina followed Major out. Briggs said to me, I'll be back. I stood in the same spot until Briggs returned. When he came back in, he locked the front door behind him. Come here, he ordered. I slowly walked over, meeting him halfway in the living room, and he enveloped me in his arms, holding me close. I tried to fight back my emotions. This was also triggering, reminding me of the turmoil I had gone through with Taj's dad. Are you okay? He asked me again, placing the kiss on top of my head. I snuggled into him. Yeah. So, what name did he say you said in your sleep? I pulled back and looked into his eyes. He said I said Brody. Bricks chuckled. Who is Brody? I snickered. Probably you, Broderick. But hell, I was dreaming. It could have been any name. It better have been me you was dreaming about. I honestly don't remember. I think he made the shit up just to be mad about something so he could leave. Maybe. He then placed a finger under my chin and lifted my head so our lips could meet in a soft, sensual kiss. When we parted, he whispered, You finna make me fuck my son up over your ass. You know that, right? I smiled. I'm glad you showed up. Of course. You're my baby. But I wish you'd let this nigga go. I'm trying, I whined. He refuses to accept that I'm done with him. And he thinks this townhouse is equally his. You see, I took his key. At this point, only you can let him back in. Message! I avoided his gaze. I know. And I ain't saying any of this because of us, although I want his ass gone. But you shouldn't want his ass back here either. Because I promise you, if he hurts you, Dina's going to hate my guts, but I'm going to have her son somewhere leaking. You'd hurt your son, Bricks? He nodded. And he knows I'll fuck his ass up. You see, he took his ass on. That's just because you're his daddy and he respects you. He shook his head emphatically. Nah, trust me. It ain't about respect for me as his daddy. It's the fear of what he knows I'm capable of doing to his ass. He won't try me. Anyways. To my surprise, he sat down on the sofa. Confused, I asked. You're not leaving? For what? I'm here now. Might as well make the best of it. My smile broadened. Just when I thought I wouldn't see him until Sunday. This man had my heart. After tonight, I really didn't care what others were thinking of me getting with Major's daddy. All that mattered to me was, okay, I was lying. I did care, which is why I was stressing. At some point, I knew I was going to have to choose me, even if that meant letting Bricks go. Chapter 22, text. Saturday, Major Datia, 11.54 p.m. Are you up? Major Datia, 11.58 p.m. Bay. Sunday, Bricks to Tia, 12.02 a.m. W.I.D., love. Tia to Bricks, 12.03 a.m. I was just thinking about you. Bricks to Tia, 12.06 p.m. I hope it was a good thought. Man, those are the most elementary, romantic, love, life, early relationship texts that you could ever have. Hey, what you doing? Thinking about you. I hope it's good thoughts. Always, LOL, heart emoji. I could literally take these texts and just break them down to the smaller pieces of early relationship texts. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start over with that one. Bricks of Tia, 12.02 p.m. W.I.D. Love, which again is what are you doing for y'all old people out there. Tia to Bricks, 12.03 a.m. I was just thinking about you. Bricks of Tia, 12.06 a.m. I hope it was a good thought. Tia to Bricks, 12.07 a.m. Always. Major to Tia, 12.07 a.m. You must be asleep. Tia to Major, 12.09 a.m. What do you want? Bricks to Tia, 12.10 a.m. I miss you. Tia to Bricks, 12.11 a.m. I miss you too. 
Major the T at 12, 12 a.m. I'm missing you like crazy right now, face palm emoji. Major the T at 12, 13 a.m. But I'll leave you alone, Tia B. But damn, I wish I was with you right now, OMG. Major the T at 12, 14 a.m. If you're really done with me, this is going to be extremely hard. Bricks the T at 12, 14 a.m. I wish I was in between them thick-ass thighs years right now. Tia the Bricks, 12, 15 a.m. Is that so? Major the T at 12, 18 a.m. I guess you're with who you was dreaming about, face palm emoji. That's what's up. Get it in, ma. My dumb ass sitting here stressing about you and you're doing you. I'm so fucking stupid, man. Major the T at 12.20 a.m. The nigga got you where you can't even respond back. That's what's up, Tia. Y'all got that. I'll bounce back eventually. This nigga literally sounds like that that meme. Hey, the Super Bowl's over, but I, I'm thinking about how I lost you on the in the fourth quarter. We had everything going for us. We lost our lead, and I thought I could get away with it at the fourth down, but I went for it and only got inches away. You ain't got to respond. Tell your mama I said hi. Bricks at Tia, 12.21 a.m. Have you heard from Major? Tia to Bricks, 12.24 a.m. He's texting me now. I ain't responding. Bricks at Tia, 12.27 a.m. What's he saying? Tia to Bricks, 12.30 a.m. A lot of nothing. Bricks at Tia, 12.32 a.m. Where your head at? Tia to Bricks, 12.35 a.m. I'm straight. Bricks at Tia, 12.37 a.m. No, with Major. Tia to Bricks, 12.41 a.m. Nowhere. Major to Tia, 1.03 a.m. Emotionally, I'm shattered right now with no idea how to put me back together and losing your heart. You only made matters worse, so I'm going to say I'm sorry, Tia, for everything. Oh shit, I just realized that I read that wrong. I didn't read it in fuckboy text speech. My bad. Let me do this again. Major Detia, 1.03 a.m. Okay. Emotionally, I'm shattered right now with no idea how to put me back together. And losing my heart, you, because she's his heart. Okay, I thought she was, uh, you know what? Only made matters worse. So I'm going to say I'm sorry, Tia, for everything. I love you, and I wish I could have slash would have done better by you for us because you're an amazing woman to say the least, and you deserve greatness and some from your mate. I'm sorry, Er Superman, you are. Er, Er Superman turned out to be such disappointment and let down. I don't want you to be with no one else, but saying nothing when I fell short and blew my opportunity. So select your next situation better, but you know you will, baby. I love you with everything in me, I can't say enough as well, as I'm so fucking sorry for letting you down and hurting you. See, I've lost you as a mate, fiance, and future wife. Sad face emoji. But I hope, fingers crossed emoji, I still have at least a friend. GN, good night, beautiful. I'ma try and start this process of not having my best friend and get myself back to that guy you once believed in. I love you, Shantia Danielle Banks. More than I showed and more than you'll ever know. So again, Major the T at 103 a.m. That's important. Major the Kelly, 104 a.m. I'm on my way, bae. Be naked by the time I make it down there. Tongue out emoji. T at a major, 106 a.m. You choked me, though. Major the T at 109 a.m. I'm sorry. I acted out in anger because it hurts to know you think about a nigga that ain't me. Major Detia, 1.09 a.m. I'm extremely sad. Major Detia, 1.10 a.m. And disappointed in myself. Major Detia, 1.10 a.m. I'm lost. Major Detia, 1.12 a.m. Can you forgive me? Tia to Major, 1.13 a.m. IDK. Major Detia, 1.15 a.m. I'm sorry, and you deserve better, bae. But I don't want to lose you, and I see that I have... And expecting that's going to be hard. I don't understand that text speech. I'm sorry and you deserve better, bae. But I don't want to lose you. And I see that I have in accepting that is going to be hard. I guess because when you text fast, you fuck up. Major Detia, which is brilliant if that's what happened. Major Detia, I'm just going to say that that's what happened because it's texting and I don't know typos from texting. Major Detia, 1.16 a.m., but I can only blame myself, and I'm not just saying this to get you back. It's the truth, and I gotta own it. 
Tia the Major, 120 AM. Maybe it's time to accept that we were never meant to be, and we're trying to make something work that'll never work. Bricks of Tia, 122 AM. Good night, love. I'll see you later. Tia the Bricks, 123 AM. Are you upset with me? Major to Tia, 123 AM. It will work. I just need to get my shit together. I love you, Tia, and I ain't trying to be without you. Please forgive me. Bricks of Tia, 126 AM. I ain't really got a right to be. Tia to Bricks, 126 AM. Okay. Tia to Major, 127 AM. We can talk later. I'm about to go to sleep. Take care. Major to Tia, 130 AM. I can't come home? until I got a headache. I can't come home. <laughs> Line number 32 always works. I can't come home. <laughs> oh, God. Bricks of Tia, 2.11 a.m. I love you. Major of Tia, 2.23 a.m. Three question marks. 916-633-1537. Wretched and Wretched at gmail.com. Wretched Book Club on Twitter. Wretched Book Club on Facebook. Leave a review on Stitcher. It takes like 13 seconds. Leave a review. <laughs> I can't come home. Leave a review on Podchaser. Copy and paste that in the Apple Podcast. Copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. You can donate to the show on Patreon.com slash Single Simulcast. Uh... You can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app. There's a tip jar. <sighs> Thank y'all so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'm going to holler you later. Peace. Outro to Ratchet Book Club is by that kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast.